0: I was having a thought about a week ago, um, not even a week ago, it was actually just a few days ago, what it means to be a soldier. No, this episode isn't so much about what it actually means to be a soldier, but just the ideas and concepts that we have on um, any given subject, really. And I asked my wife, and her being the kind-hearted person that she is, she gave me the definition of a warrior being somebody who's noble, who fights for a cause, who protects their country and their home and uh, ideals. And depending on who the person is and what emotional state they happen to be at the time, that makes sense. It will change the way you view things. And of course, me being the (laughs) the dick that I am, I had to point out that a soldier is a killer. A soldier is a trained killer. Somebody who's put through a process, who is taught a certain way, and their purpose is to kill enemy soldiers and die if the situation calls for it. Now, a soldier may join the fight, may join a war because of their ideals. But the reality is, they're disposable pawns that are used by people in power for whatever monetary or social political gain that they have their sights set on. But I am a romantic in a sense, and I do... Like to view the whole warrior aspect of humanity as this noble pursuit of a greater ideal, of a greater sense of purpose, uh, whether it's to follow an individual or to follow a country and um, a concept of what that country stands for. I'm not for war and I hate war in itself. Violence in general is not a very happy subject for me but I can respect a soldier. And I think we all do that. We all have our own little concepts and definitions about any given thing and any given point specifically, or I mean, not specifically, but uh, more importantly, of our own lives. We romanticize our past or we demonize our past, depending on the situation, uh, depending on how we feel in that moment when we think back of the things that we have experienced and the things that we have gone through. We either vilify an antagonist in our story or we vilify ourselves. By vilifying somebody else, we become the victim. We become the one that has suffered, that has survived some sort of uh, traumatic event, whether minimal or life altering. And when we vilify ourselves, we turn others into victims. We become the monsters. And depending on how you feel at any given moment, you think back at the same memory and it changes. We forget certain things. We remember only specifics that justify the way we feel. And it can be so detrimental to do so. I do my best that when I think of things, I see everything that's involved, not just my opinion, I know my opinion very well, I know my uh, perception as well, or uh, better than anyone else, and I understand what I want to see, but that doesn't mean that I stop seeing what actually is, and it's not always easy, it's not always that simple. And it's hard to see beyond ourselves and whatever emotional state we find ourselves at that particular moment to see otherwise. But it's so, so detrimental to our lives to only see it based on that emotional state. Now, I'm a terrible example when it comes to remembering things. I'm terrible at figuring out what age I am when something happened, whether it was a Tuesday, Monday, night or day. I I can't put that stuff together, but I'm very good at remembering the emotional state that I was at any given point. I couldn't tell you the date of that given point, but I can tell you what I felt. And I feel that everyone does that to a certain degree, but all too often we're blinded and all too often we change characteristics of what actually happened to fit our mood fit what we want okay that was fucked up a call just came through anyways um (laughs) we try our best to keep things in order but How much of it is fiction? How much of it are the lies that we've told ourselves, And how much of it is the actual truth of what it is? Do we even know what that truth means? Or how do we truly express it or or deal with it? Are we dealing with our lives based on lies? Based on omissions? Based on creative concepts that we've constructed for the betterment of our psyche? Or what we think is best for us do we even contemplate these thoughts i know i do i don't know if anyone else does i don't know if anyone has really dissected their past and their present and fit the pieces together and really created a timeline as to what led to what that led to what that led to what because in my opinion the truth is is that there is no end and there will always be pieces that we will never know And that's a scary fucking thought to admit that there is so much that we yet to understand and that we will never understand but i still think it's important to try now what how does this really equate to anything real anything solid in our lives and all i can do is really offer an example i I haven't fully contemplated this to an extent that i have more information than I care to share at the moment. I usually have more to say than than I do in the time lapse of any particular episode that I've recorded so far. But this time around, I'm more at a loss for words. we um, were talking about emotional state right now. I feel a little, little upset with myself. Thinking of this concept, I feel that I have a pretty good grasp on seeing things in in a more entirety than most, and then choosing which perception best suits the situation. And I don't do it in my past. I do it in my present because well, I've already spent so many years dissecting my past that I've gone fucking mad. <laughs> I've gone insane. Uh, but I can offer an example. Um, My father, misogynistic, male chauvinist, uh, third world country mentality, the baby boy of three, treated like a prince because in Mexican families, uh, boys are somehow treated a little better than females and females are taught to be submissive to males it's sad and it doesn't exist just in mexican societies it exists in so many other societies but this is my father a prince where he comes from a small town where his name actually means something it's significant it holds power and clout and this man uh, now living in the united states where he doesn't have that where his only real sense of superiority comes in the form of fatherhood and husband And he comes up to me, um, I don't know, I'm eight or nine, I'm 10 years old, I actually have no fucking clue how old I am, but he was upset with me, because growing up, I really like movies, I love renting movies, and nowadays, nobody really knows, or anyone of a younger age knows what video rental shops were, or Blockbuster was, but there was a whole bunch when I was a kid, and I used to walk to them and rent movies and watch them and this particular day I had forgotten to do one very important thing which those around my age know that you're supposed to do with VHS tapes when you return them that actually know what the fuck VHS tapes are is that you're supposed to rewind them in order for you to see them again from the beginning you have to rewind them and I didn't do that. I didn't rewind the videos that were to be returned and my father was upset and he scolded me. Now my dad didn't beat me or anything serious um, at any given point in our life. I mean he did hit me a few times but this particular time as a form of punishment was not just the fear that I felt from trying to look up at him and always looking down because well he's upset clearly is that he pulled my ear. Now, I don't know if anyone's ever had their ear pulled. You know, it, it, it hurts, and it there's blood that rushes to the area, so it gets really, really hot, really, and it feels red. Like, I don't know if that makes any sense, but the feeling is a feeling of red. It's just really fucking hot, and it hurts. So he pulled my ear uh, towards the end of his scolding, and I stayed in the room, and I... Rewound the tapes And when I left the room One of my siblings gasped Or maybe a couple of them gasped anyways One of them eventually told me that my earlobe was bleeding My dad pulled my earlobe so hard That he ripped it And that hot sensation that I had That I thought was just the pain From him pulling it Was actually the blood that was Now covering my earlobe And if I was in a negative emotional state at this given point in time, I could vilify my father. Um, I could recall not just that example, but many, well not many, but a few other examples where he was a bastard and he still kind of is a bastard to this day. My dad's an asshole, but I love him to death because I don't, find myself in a negative mindset and negative emotional state that i continue viewing him as the monster that i once view him viewed him as i hated my father at one point in time but emotionally i was pretty fucked in the head myself and what helped me get over it was forgiving him forgiving my father for being the dick and yet so many people spend their lives just mulling over and reminiscing these horrible moments in their lives. And some of them justfully so, but most of us not so much. Most of us are just so shitty ourselves. That we try to make ourselves feel better by remembering all this shitty shit that other people have done to us, all the crap, and we become victims. We vilify those that have harmed us and done us wrong, and we blame them for all the shit that goes wrong. The truth is, you're just in a fucked up place mentally and emotionally, and you want someone to blame. And we don't do it just with one person. We do it with everyone and everything that has happened to us. Because that's how we choose to see it. Because that's all we can see in that moment. And I refused. I refused to be that person. So back when I was a teenager, I forgave my father. I didn't tell him until, shit, a couple years ago, really. I'm 33 now, so that was what uh, when I was 28, 29. I finally spoke to my father and I told him that I, I forgave him for everything that he did and that I loved him. At one point in my teenage years, I wanted revenge. I wanted to hurt him. I wanted him to suffer. But it was poisoning me. It was poisoning me because that's all I saw. That's all I cared to see. And the fact of the matter is, is that yeah, my dad is an asshole. But we had good moments. And even if we didn't have good moments, together when I was young, I'm still where I'm at because I chose to be. I made the conscious decision to be here and to be happy. And no matter how much I may be upset with what he has done in the past or not upset or forgiven or not forgiven, despite all that, He still had a big part in my life, and for better or for worse, it led me to where I am today. And if today I'm in a happy place, meh, he wasn't all that bad. And he really wasn't. There were good moments that I had with my dad. I played basketball with him. We went places. They seem very rare even now that I'm in a happy place, but they were there. They were there and then I could be that person that only remember the negative, only remember the bad, only remember the ugly. But I wouldn't be doing it because that's all my life was filled with. I would be doing it because that's how I feel in the moment and I want to justify it. I want to make sense of why I feel the way that I do and I want somebody to blame and I want somebody to point a finger at. But the truth is... The mirror is really close. I'm just afraid to look at it and and see the person who we really can blame, and that's ourselves. Granted, there are some people that blame themselves way too much. And even at one point after I forgave him and stopped blaming others for my... Issues, I I did the complete opposite. I went into the extreme and started blaming myself for everything, everything that went wrong in my life. Every bad conversation, every every tear, every every bad thought. I was to blame. I was a monster. It's like I jumped from one to the other. <laughs> and it isn't until recently that I found the middle ground. And that middle ground is accepting. Accepting that that day when he ripped my earlobe, he looked shocked. This machismo-driven man was shocked that he did something that he did not intend to do. He made me bleed. He made his son bleed. And there was shame in his eyes. I was just too scared at the time to notice it. But there was too much pride. And I think there still is too much pride for him to admit that he went overboard. And when you put all the pieces together and you see beyond yourself, beyond that moment, and you really see things for what they are, you start realizing that people are just people. And as broken as you are, those people before you, the ones that raised you, the ones that are supposed to be there to protect you and be your your teachers, are just as fucked up, if not worse. And the thing about my father is that he didn't have a father growing up. When he was eight years old, back in his hometown, the small little pueblo in Mexico, he came across... A body that was so fucked up, so covered in blood, so mangled by what he later found out to be was a machete attack. That he didn't recognize who that person was, and he kept on going with his day. Eight years old. It turns out that that bloodied body, that mangled body that he came across, was his own father. That was so fucked up that he couldn't even recognize him and his father had this little white dog that he carried with him everywhere and everyone knew that dog belonged to his father and that little dog was so covered in his master's blood and and mud because of the blood that was spilled around him that my father an 8 year old child did not recognize that dog I can't even begin to imagine what kind of trauma that would cause an 8-year-old boy. An 8-year-old boy that years later became a father. Who had no example of what it was to be a real man. Who had no example of what it was to be a real father. Because every surrogate father that he picked up from there on was just that, a surrogate, a substitute, never the real thing. He's too proud to admit it he's too proud to see it and that's his flaw not mine it's not a reflection of me it's a reflection of him so as much as i am capable of looking back and thinking of my dad as this monster seeing things for what they really are has given me a perspective where i can't even if I hated him today, I couldn't look at him as a monster because <laughs> he's just as beaten by the world as any one of us. Fuck, maybe even more. And despite all his mistakes, he did the best he possibly could. Maybe. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I personally think he could have done a lot better, but. only because I survived it and I can look back now and I don't know how many people are capable of doing something like that I don't know if I'm really capable of doing that I don't know if I'm completely over it I don't think I ever will and I believe that's part of the truth part of really seeing something for its entirety yeah I see the bad. I see the ugly. I've experienced it and I know what it felt like. But that doesn't mean I have to live there. That doesn't mean that I cannot choose to view it as just one of those experiences that helped me grow, helped me become more. What I'm saying is that it's not wrong to romanticize the past, or it's not wrong to vilify people or even ourselves in a situation. I think that what is wrong is when we only do one or the other. When we only see a situation on one side, our side, our perspective. That's where we fall through, that's where we fuck up And that's where we make shit worse for ourselves Is when we can't see a situation beyond ourselves Beyond what's right in front of us And take it in for what it actually is And it's a melding of people Fucked up people, broken human beings With infinite potential Squandered because of the petty bullshit that we hold on to And that we're not capable of letting go Because of our egos and our prides. Because our selfishness and (laughs) our need for validation. And our want for acceptance. And our desire for love. All these things get mixed up. And I feel that if we could possibly separate ourselves just, just long enough, just long enough to see a situation for what it is. Well, then we can deal with it properly. And only then is it okay to romanticize the past and maybe omit a few things, not forget, not deny, but maybe just not necessarily bring up all the time. Look for the positive Whether that positive came 10, 15, 30 years in the future From that moment But to be able to find it I think that says a lot about our potential It's not wrong to view a soldier As this noble warrior protecting ideals protecting their country protecting their their homes there's nothing wrong with that I applaud that what's wrong is to only see that and not see the fact that yeah soldiers kill they are trained to do so and the better you are at killing the higher status you reach more specialized training you get. You might even move up the ranks. Because you did two things. You killed better than your enemy. And you survived better than your enemy. You can't just look at things one-sided. Or I don't know. Maybe, maybe you can't. And even if you are capable of seeing as much as possible about any given situation, any idea, any concept... You're probably not going to see it all. And it's still a selfish endeavor. It's worked out so far for me. I hope it works out for other people too, but if it doesn't... Sorry. (laughs) Like, <laughs> these are just my opinions I got nothing to back them up So I hope you Have the balls to make up your own fucking mind About it And do something good with it